Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here's your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Hi, everyone. For the last three weeks, you have been hearing what I have read live on Facebook from a book I wrote for parents as we go through the Christmas season. It's called Hope for the Future, an Advent Journey for Bereaved Parents. I just got done with that reading and realized I forgot to push play on my recorder. (laughs) So you're not going to get the live version, but I still want to share Sunday's reading with you. And then I will go on to Tuesday's reading since uh, this podcast comes out on Tuesdays. So the first week we talked about hope and we had a green candle that we lit. The second week we talked about peace and we lit a blue candle for that. Last week we talked about hope and lit a yellow candle. And this week the subject for the week is love. I'm going to read something that I wrote a few years ago. It's called Forever. My child, flesh of my flesh, soul of my soul, part of my very being, I had an instant deep and fierce love when I first saw you. My heart was yours, and I knew I would give my very life to protect you. And yet, here I sit, with the suffocating pain and darkness of knowing I was unable to protect you from death. So now I find that just as deep and intense as my love for you is the deep and intense pain of my grief in living without you. And yet I know that somehow I must. How? How, God? How do I go on with a piece of my very being gone from this earth? And as I ask and seek for this help, God in his tender love, compassion, and faithfulness reminds me that I don't have to live without you. You are forever in my heart and my thoughts and forever a part of my very being. That our separation is only temporary. You have just moved on to our eternal home before me and have unpacked and settled in, waiting for me and the rest of us to join you. This isn't a final goodbye. It's an I'll see you later. When I have the thoughts that I would give anything to see you again, to hug you, or to hear you laugh, I realize that I will. Maybe not as soon as I want to, but it will happen. And so I will wait. I will wait with hope, expectancy, and even excitement to see you again. Every day I am here on this earth means I am one day closer to that desperate need that I have as a mother to love on you. And while I wait, I will choose to live my life in a way that is full, full of love, full of peace and contentment, full of laughter. And yet I know it will also still be full of pain and longing. For I have now learned that all of these things can live inside of me together. So let me say I am honored. I am honored and blessed to be your mom. And I imagine and dream of our reunion someday, filled with love and joy that goes beyond words to describe it. But until then, I will have good days and bad days. I will have days filled with happiness and days filled with pain. 
And all of those days, I will continue to miss you with every fiber of my being. And as the red candle for love is lit this fourth week of Advent, I'll continue reading. Advent is a time of waiting. The most common use of the word Advent is waiting to celebrate Christmas. But as perivers, parents who have been bereaved of our children, you and I are much more excited about something else we're waiting for, being reunited with our child. About a year after Becca died, I confided in a friend that I felt guilty because I was more excited to see Becca in heaven than I was Jesus. She so graciously replied, but Laura, you've made a deposit there. Without the hope of heaven, we could remain drowning in a sea of grief. We will probably never understand why our child had to leave us so soon. That part of child loss will always be a mystery. But with heaven to look forward to, we know we can make it through today. And remember, each day we are here is one day closer to being there. We grieve deeply because we love deeply. That's one of the risks of love. But as the poem reminds us, our child is forever in our hearts and in our thoughts. He or she is forever a part of our very being. Our separation is only temporary because God, in his deep love for our child and for us, made a way for that to be possible. So that was Sunday's reading from the fourth week in the book, and now I'm going to go ahead and read day three, which is Tuesday's reading for the fourth week, talking about love. As I've said previously, as a bereaved parent, there are so many scriptures that I have a totally different view of now. A couple of those are part of the Christmas story. One that makes me shudder is when all those babies aged two and under were murdered by the order of King Herod as he was trying to snuff out the life of this little baby king that he found out about through the Magi looking for him. God warned Joseph in a dream and they escaped. Why did God allow all of those other families to experience such trauma and horror? Think of Elizabeth, the mother of John the Baptist. Elizabeth was very old when God finally answered her prayer to have a child. When she gave birth, there was a lot of celebration because the Lord had shown her great mercy and they shared in her joy. John grew up and prepared the way for Jesus. And during Jesus' ministry, he was beheaded. Jesus himself was born for the purpose of dying. Life and death seem to go together. You cannot have one without the other on this earth. But God, God made a way for death not to be a permanent separation from those we love. Why? Because of his great love for each one of us. Right now, our view of death is limited to our earthly sight. But God has a different view. He shares some of that view with us in Revelation chapter 21, verses 1 to 6. It says, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. 
They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. John fifteen thirteen tells us that the greatest love we can have is to lay one's life down for one's friends. God laid down his life for us through his son Jesus. That means as our friend, he knows what it was like to suffer as a parent who has lost a child. Why would he willingly do that to himself? Because he loves us, because he wants to be in relationship with us. He came down and became part of his creation, including allowing himself to feel intense pain and sorrow and the darkness of deep grief so that he could be love here on earth to each one of us, to you and to me and to our children. Have you ever been misunderstood? Is there a chance that God is being misunderstood? His deep love for you made him decide he is willing to take that risk of being misunderstood and rejected in a big way. Things are not always what they seem. When we give a gift, it must be unwrapped to reveal what's inside. And sometimes even the box is misleading. In other words, neither the wrapping on the outside nor the box are the actual gift. It must be fully opened to see what's inside. I can choose to believe there is no God or he would have saved my child. I can choose to believe that if there is a God, he isn't good and he isn't fair or he would have saved my child. Both of those options leave me feeling angry and empty. I have chosen the third option. There is a God, and his thoughts and ways are so much higher than mine. He loves me with a perfect love. And even though I don't understand why he's allowed this to happen, I still trust him with my life, both here on earth and for eternity. This option of unwrapping his gift of love to me has brought me to a place of peace and rest, hope and life again, even within the pain. If I can believe it, and so many other perivers can believe it, you can too. I hope there were things in today's reading that touched you. You might want to go back and listen to this and let some of the things that were said really sink in deeply. Ask the Holy Spirit to open your heart to receive His love for you and for your child this Christmas season and beyond. I want to let you know about something that we want to offer to you 
the week between Christmas and New Year's. I don't know if you know that I put together a course based on my award-winning book, When Tragedy Strikes, Rebuilding Your Life with Hope and Healing After the Death of Your Child. We started it out as one big course, but that's just too much. And so recently, I broke this down into three small courses so that you can just take the the portion that you need for where you are right now in your grief journey. What I want to do for you between Christmas and New Year's is we are going to put these courses for half price. They're really just a a self-study online program where you can go through at your own pace and do whatever course you need for where you are in your grief journey. The first course, and you don't have to do them in order, you can do whichever one, all three, two of them, wherever you are. Like I said, it's not like one builds on the other, they stand alone. But the first course is how do I even start to rebuild my life? Now, normally it's $30 for this, but like I said, it's going to be half price the week between Christmas and New Year's. And it walks you through some of the most difficult beginning parts of the journey for a grieving parent and helps you start the process of rebuilding your life with hope and healing. Module one is laying the foundation. It's six sessions. And module two is called taking care of yourself. And it's also six sessions. The second course is called working through the darkness. And this one deals with some of the major issues we need to work through to get past the suffocating darkness after the death of our child. Being able to move toward light and hope will put you on the path to have meaning and purpose in your life again. And it's a lot of work to get there. And this online self-study program will be a valuable tool to help you. This one has three modules. The first one is the difficult ripple effects. The second one is your changed identity. And the third one is how can I ever trust God again? All three of those are four sessions. So both course one and course two, you're getting 12 self-study lessons. The third course is a little bit shorter. It's called Looking Toward My Future. And normally it costs $20, but it will only cost you $10. And this has two modules. The first one is called I Don't Think I Can Ever Be Happy Again. And it's four sessions. And module two is called Finding Meaning, Purpose, and a Life Worth Living. Now, it's a shorter course. There's only eight study sessions, but I have added a free bonus module. If you've ever heard of the Enneagram, it is a tool. It's different than a lot of the self-study, Briggs-Myers, those kinds of things. The Enneagram is a tool to help you discover what your motivations are. It's not just your actions. It's why you react the way you do. And I have discovered that it has put me on a different level of learning how to trust God because of like wounds when I was a child. We all grew up with childhood wounds where there are all things that we believe that we have to do to be loved and accepted. And we can translate that to being loved and accepted by God. So what the Enneagram has done for me is it has helped cut through some of that and helped me to realize the walls that I have put up and the false beliefs I've had and allowed me to learn how to live loved by God and to how to trust him. And it's just a, a really good tool. This bonus module is called the Overview of Grief and the Enneagram because I also think based on those childhood wounds and the things that motivate us, it can also cause us to get stuck in our grief. And so I think it's, it's very helpful. So there's a free bonus module there for that. 
If you go to gpshope.org slash WTS course, it stands for When Tragedy Strikes, we'll have the, the link to that in the show notes. The price is just plain discounted. You don't need a code. Just go there the week between Christmas and New Year's. So sorry I took so long to talk about the courses, but I really want you to take a look at them and see if there's something that you think will help you. And if you do get into one of those courses, there's a Facebook page where we can get on and talk about what you're reading, what you're studying, and we'll get you into that special private Facebook group that's just for those for this course and people who have read the book. So with that, let's go ahead and get on to our birthday segment. James Anthony Walkley was born on December 23rd and is forever 28. John Ferreira Jr. was born on December 24th and is forever 32. Ryan Durkin was born on December 27th and is forever 19. Tevin Tyen was born on December 28th and is forever 21. We know how important it is to continue celebrating the day that our children came into this world, and I am so honored to be able to be part of that and to let our listeners join in with that celebration. If you would like to have your son or daughter announced on the podcast the week of his or her birthday, all you have to do is go to gpshope.org birthdays. There's just a little form you fill out, submit it. That information doesn't get shared anywhere else. It stays right with me, and I will be happy to announce your child's birthday on the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. I would just like to close out this episode by praying over you. Lord, our deep grief is a reminder of our deep love that can't be poured out on our children right now. But someday we're going to be with our children again. And all of this stored up love is going to be dumped out on our children. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity. We thank you that this separation is only temporary. Lord, I know some of us are struggling and we want to believe. We we want to believe that you love us, that we can trust you. And Lord, just like Jairus in the, in the Bible, Lord, we believe, help our unbelief. Lord, we need you to help us to even have our eyes open to see how deep your love is for us and to open our hearts to be able to trust you with our lives. Lord, help us to be able to look beyond the outside wrappings like we talked about and to see the gift inside, the gift of the love that you have for each one of us that will allow us to live in the abundance and the fruit of your love for our remaining time here on earth. I pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. And I just also want to add that my thoughts and prayers are with you this week of Christmas. I know it's a hard week for most of us. And I just pray that God's presence and his love will be very real to you and in your home. And through this Christmas week, remember to hold on. Pain eases. There is hope.